0: This is a special quick take episode of Pro Football Network's premier fantasy football podcast. I'm your host, BJ Rudell, PFN fantasy football director. As some of you know, unlike full episodes, uh, quick takes are about five minutes of deep dive PFN fantasy analysis on a player or subject. We're all trying to get a little bit smarter. And uh, the way I've always done it is doing it one player at a time, uh, sometimes two players at a time. Uh, but we're really trying to understand individual values. If we figure out Values, then we can figure out where best to draft them, which means we don't make a huge mistake of overpaying for someone uh, and we find opportunities to underpay for a breakout candidate. Uh, Josh Jacobs, to me, is one of the most polarizing fantasy running backs in the game. For three years, he's been a terrific running back. And at the same time, some people rag on him because uh, he's not as elite as they want him to be. Uh, this episode, this quick take is really about how to understand Josh Jacobs, especially in the context of the Raiders just now restructuring Kenyon Drake's contract, um, to ensure that they can keep him for 2022. He signed for this one more season. Kenyon Drake is someone who came in and posed an immediate threat to Josh Jacobs. Kenyon Drake has bell cow experience. He's also a terrific pass catching back. He had 17 targets uh in his first three games last year. Uh, and then was uh essentially uh pushed out. Uh when Jay Gruden was fired, uh he he uh, started re-emerging right around that time. Uh and then he was knocked out for the year. So we don't really know what a full season of Kenyon Drake can look like. We could project 40 to 50 receptions as a realistic ceiling for what he could do, which would make Drake RB3-4 probably in a, in, a, in a fairly good offense. Um, uh, but at the same time, we know inherently that this remains Josh Jacobs as the 1A back, if not the bell cow in this offense. Uh, Jacobs' usage did not change dramatically when Kenyon Drake got hurt. Uh, If we look at the raw numbers, Jacob's biggest jump was in the game where Drake got hurt. He caught a season-high nine passes and a season-high nine targets. And then after that, he went back to doing what he had done when Drake was still active. We also look at Jacob's as someone who has compiled a lot of mileage over his three seasons. He's only 24 years old, just turned 24 but he already has close to 850 touches. Um, isn't quite at the Ezekiel Elliott level of over usage for a young back going into their career, but Jacobs has been benefiting by and large by a pretty good touchdown rate. Uh, he has 28 rushing touchdowns uh, across three seasons, which is terrific uh, for a running back. It's not elite level, but it is terrific. Um, and it's helped overcome what has been a pretty pedestrian efficiency of 4.2 yards a carry. He is very volume dependent, and one of the biggest concerns about uh, Jacobs historically has been that he hasn't gotten the receptions. Last year, even playing with Kenyon Drake, we saw Jacobs get consistent receptions. I've mentioned the nine that he got um, in week 13, But even besides that, he was still averaging about three to four a game. So his floor jumped, even if his yardage didn't, even if his rushing attempts didn't. His ceiling uh, is still where it has been, which is realistically a low-end RB1. He could pop a little bit more, but I think low-end RB1 is a realistic ceiling. But his floor is pretty good right now as long as those receptions continue. And the biggest question mark is gonna be what role Drake plays out of the gate. Um, Kenyon Drake is on the backside of his career. He's 28, um, He's no he, he could be a bell cow and a fantastic uh, plug and play starter if Jacob ever gets hurt. Uh, but at the same time, uh, this remains a Jacobs backfield, and we have to treat Jacobs as a 250-plus touch back, in my opinion, going into his fourth season in the NFL. And a couple quick things to mention about Jacobs in terms of just his metrics and and the points that, that we might not be seeing in fantasy, but which could exist if this offense improves a little bit, maybe if he gets a few more touches. Um, He's one of only two running backs uh, in the last three years who in each of those seasons has been top eight in broken tackles on rushing attempts. Nick Chubb is the other. Um, he was uh, this past year, number seven in broken tackles with 20 and the year before he was number six uh, with 20. And then uh, his rookie year, he was number eight with 26 broken tackles in only 13 games, mind you, uh, which was the fewest games of of anyone in the top 14 uh, of broken tackles uh, that year. So this is a guy who, on the field, in terms of his yards after contact, which is above average, um, obviously his broken tackle rate is terrific. This is someone who we should be looking at if his ADP is somewhere around 16, 17, I think is a huge buy. If it's 10 or 11, I think that's maybe a slight fade, but maybe that's about right. Um, But this is where I'm watching and waiting. You want to know where you want to value players and then wait and see what their average draft position is. Don't let the average draft position influence what you think of the player. Know at first what you think of the player, and then based on their average draft position, You can understand whether there's value to be had and i guarantee you drake will be undervalued people will largely push him aside as a tertiary option hurt last year at the end of the season people are going to forget just that's the way it goes drake's adp is probably going to be in the 40s jacobs the big question is going to be if he's no better than a mid-range rb2 i would pounce and we'll, we'll see what happens in the coming months Again, I'm BJ Riddell, Pro Football Network. You can find us at profootballnetwork.com. We look forward to seeing you tomorrow.